Hey everyone, it is Adrian here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo, and it's such a joy to bring the Word of God to you today. And isn't Christmas the most wonderful time of the year? It's beautiful. Here in Tokyo, there's just illuminations everywhere. I love going and enjoying the gingerbread latte with my wife and looking at the beautiful city, listening to the cool jazz music, wearing cheesy sweaters, eating great meals with friends. But the best part of the Christmas season is celebrating the greatest story ever told, the story of Jesus, a story of good news for all people. Talking about good news, have you ever heard a story that's amazing? It's amazing, got full of good news, but it has no relevance for your life. So maybe you hear the story of a, a single mom who's really, really struggling. She's got three kids. She's working uh, two jobs just so that she can pay the rent, so she can pay for her kids to go to school. And she's really struggling. But one day, she wins the lottery. And it is amazing. It sets her up for life. She's able to buy a new house. She's able to go back to just working one job. She's able to pay for her kids' education. And it's, a, it's an amazing story, right? It's an incredible story full of good news. But it honestly has no relevance and impact for my life and your life. It's just a great story. And now when it comes to the Christmas story, I want to I ask this question today. Is the Christmas story relevant for our life? It is for me, to me, it is the greatest story ever told. And it is a story of good news. But does that story, does that good news have any relevance for you and any relevance for me? And that's what we're going to be exploring today as we look at this incredible Christmas story. So we're going to meet two groups of people. Two groups of people that are worlds apart and both of them get invited to come and encounter Jesus at the very first Christmas. And this encounter with Jesus changes their life. So let's first look at the guys, the shepherds. So we're going to read out of Luke 2 verse 8. It says, That night, that's the night that Jesus was born, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. So we meet the shepherds. These are just hardworking good guys that were blue-collared workers looking after their sheep. It was a bit of a stinky job, but they were just good dudes working hard. Next, verse 9, it says, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them. The radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. Then the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, had been, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And so now these terrified shepherds are obviously completely overwhelmed because they went from a peaceful, chilled night looking at sheep to all of a sudden bright lights, angels appearing to them, sharing this message of good news. And these, these shepherds would have been Jews, so they would have been brought up since they were little kids. They would have heard the stories. They would have heard the prophecies of this 
great king that would be born, that would come and liberate Israel, that would come and lead them, that would bring salvation. And so they would have heard all of these prophecies. And so all of a sudden, I'm sure there was this excitement, this curiosity stirring up in the shepherds' hearts, kind of looking at each other, really confused about the situation. And I love what the angel says, the, the announcement, the, the proclamation that the angel says is, I bring you good news of great joy. This word great is mega, mega joy for all people. And so this good news that the angel is announcing to them is not just for these shepherds. They're invited to experience it, but it is for all people. And so now they must have been thinking, if I was one of those shepherds, I'd heard all these stories of this great king. I'm thinking to myself, okay, so which palace has this baby been born in? Where, which royal family has given birth to this new king of Israel? And so they're waiting for the next part of the message. And the angel says in verse 12, you will recognize him by this sign. And now they're waiting for this, the sign of this great king. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Okay, at this point, the shepherds are probably a little bit confused because they were shepherds. They knew what a manger was. A manger was a feeding trough for animals. They, they, they thinking to themselves, this king is going to be born in a palace. They're going to, they're going to walk and they're going to be uh, far away and the royal family is going to lift up this little baby and a hundred meters away, they might get a little glimpse. But actually, the angel says, you're invited. You're invited to come and meet this baby. You're going to find him. And you're the first guys to hear about it. And that's the amazing thing. These shepherds were the first people invited to come and experience Jesus. And the angel says, you're going to find him wrapped in cloth. He's going to be lying in a manger. And so the shepherds are a little bit confused about the situation. Uh, but it gets more epic. Um, then uh, verse 13 says, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast, uh, uh, a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And now it just gets epic. You can just imagine these shepherds. They first of all talking to one angel. Next, the whole heavens is lit up with these hardcore massive angels singing out praises to God, declaring peace to, to, to all the earth. An amazing, amazing situation. And then the angel leaves. It says, when the angel had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that had happened, which the Lord has told us about. So now they like, they're excited. They've heard this king and they, they're invited. They're invited to go meet this king. They're so excited. But for me, I'm thinking to myself, like who's going to look after the sheep? So now there must be, th I'm, I'm thinking there's like three situations here. Number one, the shepherds are like, Let's take the sheep with us. So they, they're kind of herding all their sheep over to, to Bethlehem to go meet Jesus. Or second scenario, they, they, they think, okay, this is too exciting. Let's just leave the sheep. Let's let them fend for themselves. So these shepherds run off. They just leave the sheep. Or the third option was they were like, okay, one of us needs to stay. So the shepherds get in a circle. They start rock, paper, scissors. And unfortunately, there's that one guy. Who, who just, that wasn't his night. And he had to stay back and well, everyone went out. So that's just me making up a story. But I don't know what the full story is. But we know that they were excited and they had to go. And they wanted to go see Jesus. So verse 16, they hurried to the village. You could have heard them as they're running. They're like, bro, what is it? Who's this, who's this king? Like, what's he going to look like? Where are we going to find him? And so they're busy running 
to find Jesus. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a manger. This Savior, this King, this Messiah is before their very eyes. These are the first people besides Mary and Joseph to meet Jesus. These humble, simple shepherds. And after seeing Him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Verse 20. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as the angels had told them. And so this was a deeply impacting a situation for these shepherds. They were honored to go and be the first to meet Jesus. Of all the people in the whole of Israel, these humble shepherds were the first who were invited to meet Jesus. So these blue-collared workers come and they stand before Jesus. They, they, they look at Jesus. They start praising God. They, they're so excited. They just run around town. It must have been late at night. They're just knocking on the doors. They're telling people about this, the, the angels and uh, all that they had seen. And they tell people about Jesus. And they just go back praising God for the incredible things that they've seen. So this is one group of people. Just humble uh, hard-working, blue-collared workers with the honor of meeting Jesus. The next group of people I want to introduce you to is their story is found in Matthew chapter 2. So let's read Matthew chapter 2 verse 1. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea, Judea during the time when Herod was king. After Jesus was born, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem and asked the people, where is the child who has been born to be the king of the Jews? We saw his star rising that shows he was born. We saw it rising in the sky to the east and have come to worship him. Okay, so now we introduce to these guys, these wise men. Okay, these would have been famous astrologers, dream interpreters that would have served the Persian king. Okay, these were people of uh, heart. They were very wealthy influential intellectuals spiritual searchers that were they were reading the stars they were dream interpreters they were serving the king so these were people who were of 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 higher class in their society and they were outside of israel they were not even part of the israelite nation and yet they are drawn by god to come and experience jesus and they most likely traveled all the way from babylon which in today's map, if you look on today's map, there's a city called Baghdad in Iraq. It's probably around that area. So if you just whip out your iPhone and you say Baghdad, and then you say, De so from Baghdad to Bethlehem, and, you, and on Google Maps, there's that little button that you can choose walking. So if you choose that, you're going to see that that walk from Baghdad to Bethlehem is 1,101 kilometers. And according to Google, if you, if you non-stopped walked, it would take nine days and seven hours to walk, okay? And obviously they would have rested because they would have rocked up with a huge entourage. They would have had camels and donkeys and horses and carts and servants. And it would have been this massive entourage of people traveling over a thousand kilometers to come and meet this king. So they would have traveled for over two months to come and meet Jesus by foot. It would have been a tiring journey, but something was drawing them. Something had intrigued them. They saw the star rising. And these searchers, these wise men were like, we need to go see 
what this is. And they, being influential men, they rock up in town and all of a sudden Herod is like, who are these dudes? And so Herod in verse 3, who's the king of, of, of the area right now, says when Herod heard about this, it upset him as well as everyone else in Jerusalem. And so these guys caused the stir now in Jerusalem. They thinking to themselves, we haven't heard about this king. Why have these guys from another nation traveled for two months to come and Find out about this king of the Jews that we haven't even heard about. So now Herod obviously had heard. He knows that there's prophecies about this king. So he's trying to find out where this king would be born. So verse 4, it says, Herod called together a meeting of all the leading Jewish priests. Now he's a little bit nervous. And the teachers of the law. And he asked them uh, where the Messiah, this promised king, would be born. They answered, in the town of Bethlehem in Judea. Uh, just as the prophet wrote, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, you are an important among rulers uh, of Judah. Yes, the ruler will come from you and the ruler will lead Israel, my people. When he- then Herod had a private meeting with the wise men from the east. He learned from them the exact time uh, they first saw the star and he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and carefully look for this child. And when you find him, come and tell me, then I will go and worship him too. And so with this information, this whole caravan, this whole uh, entourage of wise men and all of their people, they, they head off now to Bethlehem. And verse 9, after the wise men heard the king, they left and they saw the same star they had seen in the east and they followed it. The star went before them until it stopped above the place where the child was. They were very happy and excited to see the star. And I could just sense this anticipation. They had been walking for two months. Okay, They had traveled through dangerous areas carrying these incredible gifts. And the anticipation, this is the moment they're going to meet this king. The wise men came into the house where the child was with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened up the boxes of gifts and brought it to him. They, they gave him treasures of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But God warned the wise men in the dream not to go back to Herod. So they went home to their own country by a different way. <laughs> what a story. What an amazing story. These men, they, they were not even of the same faith as the Jews. They were of a different faith. They were dream interpreters. Yet they are intrigued. They, they see something that draws them and they travel thousand, a thousand plus kilometers to come and meet Jesus. And when they see him, the first thing they do is not like, oh, is this it? They bow down and worship Jesus. They just bow down to this amazing king. This little child, they bow down. These, these intellectuals, these, these guys who are serving kings, these dream interpreters, these people of the, of the top of society, they come and they bow down before Jesus and they give him gifts. And these gifts would have been worth so much money that it would have helped Joseph Look after Mary and Jesus for a couple of years. So if you read more of the story, Joseph has to flee to Egypt and he has to go start up in a new country. Then he has to come back to to, uh, Galilee and all these different places. All of this must have cost a lot of money. And Joseph was a simple carpenter. Yet these kings, these wise men come and bring these gifts and provide everything that Joseph needs to look after Jesus and Mary. These amazing men and I just love this story that both of these stories, you see two completely different groups of people, simple, hardworking shepherds and these intellectual people of, of high society and 
both of them, they are invited to come and meet Jesus. And both of them are deeply impacted by what they see when they meet Jesus. Both of them respond in worship. Both of them respond in praise to God. And I love this about the Christmas story. Just like the angel said to the shepherds, I bring good news that will bring great joy to all people. This story of Christmas is, is for the shepherds. This story of Christmas is for the wise men, but it is for all people. And I want to share a little bit about my story with you because I have been deeply impacted by the Christmas story. The, these shepherds were deeply impacted by the Christmas story. These wise men were impacted by the Christmas story. And for a long time, for me, I grew up in a Christian home. So I heard the Christmas story as far back as I can remember. I went to church. I even played in, in uh, kids' church dramas. I was a wise man. I've been a shepherd. I've dressed up in all the fancy clothes and, 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 and replayed the Christmas scene. But for me, it was always just a historical story. It had no relevance for my life. It didn't really mean anything to me except for presents and Santa Claus and uh, singing great Christmas songs. That's all it meant to me. But at the age of 17, something happened. I was invited by a friend to, to come with him to his church. And um, at this point, as I mentioned, I'd grown up in church. I heard a lot about Jesus, but I had no desire to know him. I had no hunger to, to know him in a, in a deeper way. But that night, something happened. And uh, at the end of the message, uh, a pastor just looked at me and he said a simple message. He said, you know what, young man, God wants you to know tonight that he loves you and he has a great plan and purpose for your life. And that moment changed everything. I, it was in that moment that I experienced the love and the power of God like I had never experienced in my life before. It was life changing. And, and from that moment, all of a sudden, all of these stories that I learned as a child became more real. I realized that Jesus is the Savior that came. God sent His Son, Jesus, to save me, to save those shepherds, to save, the, save those wise men. And all of a sudden, I realized that this Christmas story is for me. And I want to let you know that this Christmas story of Jesus, this Savior, this King that God sent because He loved the world so much has changed my life. It has radically changed me. I've experienced so much joy. I've experienced love like I've never experienced before because I've realized that this Christmas story is for me. I'm included in this Christmas story, just like God includes you in the Christmas story. There's a great scripture. John 3.16 says, For God, for this is how God loved the world. This is how God loved the world, the shepherds. This is how God loved the, the, the wise men. This is how God loved me. This is how God loved you. He gave His one and only Son, Jesus, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but will have eternal life. And this is the greatest gift of Christmas. This is the greatest gift that any of us can receive in this Christmas season is this gift of Jesus. And God gives Jesus to us because He loves us. God gave Jesus to the world because He loves us so much. And this is, what, this is the story that has deeply impacted me. And I want to invite you today. I want to invite you to say, God is offering you this gift today. God is offering you this gift of eternal life. God is offering you this gift of His Son, Jesus. And all you need to do, it says, all we need to do is whoever believes in Him, 
will not perish, but will receive this gift of eternal life. And so as we are in this Christmas season, I want to inv- encourage you. This, this story is amazing. It is, a, it is an incredible story. There's angels and, and, and wise men and people and stars rising. It is, there's, there's so much incredible wonder to this story, but it, 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 it calls for a response because the, the shepherds were invited to come that the angel appeared to the shepherds. The angel invited them, but the shepherds had to go and walk and meet Jesus. The, the, the God showed the star in the sky to the wise men, but they had to go on that journey to, to find Jesus. And right now, God, God is putting a decision before you to say, I want to offer you this gift. And it requires a, a, a response. And if you are a follower of Jesus, our resp- what is our response in this Christmas season? I think our response should be the same of that of the shepherds. What did they do? They went around telling everybody what they had heard and seen. They were like, this story is too good to just to keep to myself. So if you are a follower of Jesus, I want to encourage you. Why don't you invite friends to come and join us for a Christmas service, watching online, in person, wherever you are. Let's go get the story about Jesus out there. And, let's, and also let's praise God. Let's be thankful and celebrate God in this season. So if you're a follower of Jesus right now, I want to I pray for you. I want to pray that God would fill you with His love. He would fill you with a sense of knowing that you, are, you have been invited into the story and that God will fill you with this courage to go and tell the world about Jesus. So let's pray together. God, thank you for this incredible story, this story of good news that brings great joy to all people. And for, for us who are our followers of Jesus, I ask that you just fill us with your joy, fill us with a sense of thankfulness in this Christmas season and give us the boldness to go and tell people about you, Jesus, to go and share this good news about Jesus with others. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And now I want to pray for one more group of people. I want to just say to you that I've been talking to you about this gift that God is offering to you. There's this gift of eternal life. That, 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 like I said, for God so loved the world that He gave His Son, Jesus. God loves you and He gave His Son, Jesus, for you. He gave His Son, Jesus, to, to save you, to forgive you, to fill you with a hope and a future. And if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, or maybe you've drifted away and during this Christmas season, you, you're coming back to God. And we're just so glad that you, you're coming back and opening up your heart to God. And just like that scripture says, whoever believed in Jesus, whoever believes in Jesus will not perish. This is the good news. If you believe in Jesus, God gives you this gift of eternal life. You will never be separated from God for all eternity you can live with God. And this is the good news of the Christmas story. So I want to give you an opportunity right now. If you want to make that decision to follow Jesus, if you want to come back to God, I'm going to count to three right now. And I want you to just say in your heart, I believe in Jesus. And I'm going to pray for you. One, God loves you. Two, He's got a great plan and purpose for your life. Three, if that's you, make that decision right now in your heart awesome. I would love to pray for you if if that was you. So right now, let's pray together. 
Jesus, thank you for these amazing people. Thank you for those that have come back to you and for those that have made a decision to follow you for the first time. God, we're rejoicing with you, God. And we ask that you bless them. Would you fill them with your power? Would you fill them with your love? Would you fill them with your grace? We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. If you made that decision, we are so glad. We are celebrating with you. It's the greatest decision you can ever make. So, well, thank you everybody for uh, uh, listening today. I hope that you are inspired by this great Christmas story. And we've got a few more weeks until Christmas. So why don't we get out there and go and tell people about the good news about Jesus? Why don't we invite our friends to, if you're watching online, to come and enjoy watching online with you or you're you part of an in-person service. Why don't you invite a friend and let's enjoy this Christmas season together, celebrating the greatest story ever told, the story of Jesus. Awesome. Have a great rest of your week.